Hi everyone and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I of course am your host Britton Frost. Today we are joined by the one and only Avid Cruiser himself, Ralph Grizzle, yet again, um, to talk about some cruises that we would like to take in the upcoming year and the following year. So 2019 and 2020. Um, of course, we're just aspiring towards these in no way. Does this mean that we're actually going to be able to go on these cruises? Um, there are just some ships that we like and some itineraries that we would like to see. So before we get into that, we will do some cruise news. Actually, there's quite a bit today. So Emerald Waterways is offering additional savings in their 2020 preview brochure, which is now available. Um, guests booking any 2020 European sailing by April 30th of 2019 will receive an additional discount of $1,000, but that is per couple, not per guest. Um, and then th that's for uh, sailings 15 days and longer. And then uh, for a sailing eight to 14 days, that is a $500 per couple savings. So know that you can uh, take advantage of those savings, but also just that the brochure um, has been released. Also, they are introducing a new itinerary in 2020, which is the Tulips and the Rhine itinerary. Uh, that one sails from Amsterdam to Basel, and um, that's in spring. So the next bit of news comes from Ama Waterways, who has named, I'm hoping that I'm saying her name correctly, Julia Lobu said um, as the godmother of Amaduro. Now, Julia is the first ever British godmother of an Ama waterway ship, and that ceremony will take place in Porto, Portugal on April 12th, um, 2019. Uh, Julia is the CEO of Advantage Travel Partnership. She's been in the industry for over 20 years, and in 2012, she was inducted into the women's number one top 100 club for travel and hospitality. So again, that is Ama Doro. Now, next up, also involving the Duro River, is news from Tauk, who are announcing a new Duro River ship that will be called Andorina. And I'm hoping that I'm saying that right. It's a Portuguese word, but it's a type of swallow. And Tauk chose to name it after these swallows because of their prominence in Portugal. Um, the swallows spend the winter in Africa and then they return to Portugal. And when they return, they usually return to the same nest with the same mate. So the swallows were made into figurines that became really popular in Portugal and they're meant to represent family. The ship will be 263 feet. There'll be a crew of 36 and there are 42 cabins, including 12 300 square foot suites and 20 225 square foot staterooms and then also there will be six 200 square foot cabins and four 150 square foot cabins on the lower decks um they'll also have a panorama lounge and a restaurant um the compass rose restaurant which is for fine dining and then a second dining venue arthur's will be more casual the next piece of news coming from you by Uniworld, and that will be the relocation of their ship, The Bee. Um, that will move to Central Europe in 2020, where she will join her sister ship. Last piece of news comes from Scenic. Uh, Scenic and National Ge Geographic have partnered again um, in 2020, and they have announced a list of itineraries, highlights including a 
Rhine River cruise, a Russia tour, an Egypt tour. Um, I will post that link in the description so that you can read more about that if you're interested. But you have the National Geographic experts and photographers. Um, you'll be able to listen to presentations, participate in discussions, and really work on your photography skills if you're interested on those sailings. And then also you'll be able to do some traditional river cruise excursions, but also um, more things that focus on the natural world as well, like hiking and biking. So that is it for news. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into the it's not really an interview with Ralph. It's more just like an information session where we kind of just talked about these cruises that we wanted to do just as father and daughter almost. And um, really just, I mean, obviously we included you all as well in those conversations, but we really just got pretty excited for these itineraries that we were looking forward to and the ships that we were looking forward to sailing. So I will link those two articles in the description as well so that um, you can feel free to read them after you have heard about them if you so desire. Now I am joined with my father, Ralph Grizzle. Probably needs no introduction, but you know. Um, we just have written dad. Our listeners already know this because I already filled them in. But we have written about some cruises that we would like to do. And your list was for 2019. My list was actually for 2020. But still, we had a lot of the same aspirations. So... I'll start off by saying Alma Magna. Um, we didn't really do these in a particular order, but it had just happened to be number one on both of our lists, which is funny. Um, so, so tell me about why you would want to sail on Alma Magna. Yeah, well, this ship is, uh, I'm very intrigued by these double width ships because they're as close to a small ship ocean cruise as you can get on the rivers. Uh, you know, they feature, I mean, they're able to feature because they're so large, the multiple dining venues, which Crystal also does that too on its traditional width ships. Um, and you have two dining venues on all the Alma waterway ships, but on Alma Magna, you have four. So that's interesting. You have a bigger sort of fitness area. They have the Zen wellness studio. Um, you also have this seaborne cruise line like water sports platform. Which I think is pretty cool as well. So I'm, I, you know, I'm always love cruising on the European rivers, but more than the river, I'm really intrigued by this ship. Yeah, and I think something too is that like, oftentimes when you talk about these double width river boats, people are always just like, well, they're ugly. Well, they're not, you know, because <laughs> I mean they do look kind of awkward. But if that's your only criticism of it, then you know. Well, I think true. That says something. Yeah, they're not sleek. Like you know, if you look at, um, like I'll point to Crystal's new ships again, and uh, like even quasi Europe's, you know, some of their new ships as well. I mean, they look like these beautiful, well-designed, sleek vessels. 
Whereas this one looks like uh, it's just landed from another planet. <laughs> These double-width ships, because I've got a picture of the Crystal Mozart, which is the other double-width ship on the Danube, and from the front of it, and people were just amazed by that picture because it looked like an alien spaceship instead of a river cruise ship. But they're, they, they, what they can do with them inside is just incredible. Exactly, and it's what's on the inside that counts, as we all learned in elementary school. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I agree. No, and also I think that um, I'm interested in how ama waterways because with crystal you see that double witch ship as their first ship ama waterways this is one of their newest ships in, in quite a large fleet and so it's going to be interesting to see how they've implemented what they've learned from having these these regular quote unquote ships and what they're what they're doing differently with the bigger ship so I think that that's an interesting comparison to make as well, that like Crystal's first soiree was from ocean cruising into a bigger river ship and then into more traditional uh, vessels. And then like, for Ama, it was kind of opposite. It's like they're getting bigger as they go instead of downsizing. Yeah, and they both do a great job. You know, you're right. Like Crystal came in with this very, they kind of overlaid an ocean cruise experience on the river cruise. I mean, they brought with them like an award-winning, you know, sort of service and product and put it on the rivers, and they're implementing that there very well. They're doing very, very well from reader feedback. We want to get on your ships, Crystal, by the way. <laughs> um, it, but Alma has had just years and years of experience on the rivers. So, you know, two great companies. Yeah, and and I mean, while we're talking about Crystal, not to overshadow Alma Magna, because we are both very excited about it. That's why I made our list. Um, but going into Crystal, we also both had... Um, Crystal, I had the Crystal Bach on my list because of the itinerary, which is a round trip Amsterdam trip. And, you know, I my reasoning behind that is because the first time that I went to Amsterdam, I didn't really have the best experience. It was the day after New Year's. It was kind of dirty. Um, okay. And, you know, but everyone who I've ever talked to that's gone has loved it. And so I was like, well, what better way to reintroduce myself um, than a well... Crystal? Yeah, you were a, a young teenager on that trip, and we were getting French fries at because they're very popular French fries. Patat met mayonnaise, French fries with mayonnaise, and in Amsterdam, and we were standing in line, and a guy who had had too much pot to smoke, I think, passed out, fell back, and hit his head pretty hard on the pavement. And yeah, that taints anybody's sort of, you know, <laughs> experience in Amsterdam. And I got yelled at on the street too. Yeah, so. Oh. Yeah, you're very sensitive to those things. Uh, yes. So, you know. <laughs> but I was also, as you said, I was like 16 or 17. So uh, I've I've grown and I, my perspective on the world has changed. But yeah, no, but um, that, I mean, that's why I chose Crystal Bach in particular. But you wrote in your piece as well that it didn't matter kind of which ship it was, um, other than Crystal Mozart, of course, because you've already sailed that one. But any of the other four. Yeah, I just want to experience the ship. I don't care. You know, they could sail on any river. I just want to experience the ship because, you know, again, I've heard such great things about it. Uh, this comes from our readers, uh, not to go back to low water so much, but just the way they handle that whole experience, too. It's emblematic of the way that Crystal handles its entire operation. 
you know, it's just at a very, very high level. Yeah, and I think that you can see that in the interview that I did with Walter Littlejohn um, last week. We posted it, and you know, just him talking about that product, he is obviously so proud of it and so excited about what Crystal is doing. And I mean, the way that he talks, it's it's not like a salesman, but it's just we're so great. This is so amazing that we do. But it doesn't feel like he's forcing the product on you. It just kind of is like, oh, yeah, that is amazing. I mean, they were saying that they have over 40 excursion options. So I just think that that alone speaks to, you know, how they're kind of catering to everyone and able to really personalize the experience for a guest on board. And that's 40 on each cruise. Mm-hmm. And you know, Walter, like when you, when you represent a good product and, you know, I can speak to the way that I feel about our websites, Rubber Cruise Advisor and Avid Cruiser. I feel really good about them. So I can speak with enthusiasm about it. I'm not trying to hard sell anything. So, you know, these people like Christine Cars with Alma Waterways and, uh, you, you know, Devin Quinn with Quasi Europe and, you know, Pam with Avalon, they really do believe in their products. Walter, you know, at, at Crystal. And I think they're out to deliver the best product that they can. They just, they want their guests to be happy. And I mean, I think it's also important to note that, like, while we can aspire to go aboard Crystal, it it's, it is expensive. And so you look at maybe what other cruise lines, I wouldn't even say are lacking, but maybe they don't have quite as many options or maybe um, if food choices are different or wine choices are what's included is different. But as you said, it's everyone believes in their product. Everyone's doing the best that they can do. And that's why we talk about price a lot as well. Um, just a, apart from this list is because we, all of the cruise lines that we write about, we, we really enjoy. And so these lists for us are something that's like, oh, well, we as people who have traveled so much, these are standouts. But I mean, we we truly love them all. Yeah. And let's focus just on expensive for a moment, because I've seen it more than you have sort of a shift in values, particularly, I guess, during the last financial crisis where people began to shift from things to experiences. So, you know, expensive is very, very relative. If you like if if you're going to break your bank and it's going to affect your ability to pay your mortgage and all then i i wouldn't recommend that you do that just to have a great experience there are cruise lines that can fall within your budget you know one of them is teeming river cruises that has cruises for less than $200 per person per day crystal alma waterways all of these cruise lines we mentioned they're going to be more than that but you shouldn't really if you if you have the means, I mean, you shouldn't quibble over $100 per day more with this line than that line. It's like go for the experience because you might only get one shot at it, you know. But then on the flip side of that as well is that like you do look at teaming and you're still getting a great experience. It's not going to be the same experience, but I mean – as I said, it's like we believe in every company that we write about, and and we're pretty confident that on most of them you're gonna be impressed. Yeah, from what we know with teaming, you know they are chartering uh, one of scenic vessels, the scenic jewel, I believe it is. So, 
You know, that's a pretty interesting combination too. They they might not deliver the, you know, they don't include excursions and they don't include alcohol. So that's two things. And we're going to have a podcast with them later on as well. But but and we haven't cruised with teaming. We can only speak. To, we've spoken with the owners, met the owners, their enthusiasm. But but you know. And I actually have something for everyone. Yeah, and I actually have talked to when I was on New Stottendam as well. I don't know why we're going off on this tangent about teaming, but when I was on New Stottendam, I talked to a few people who had actually done a cruise because I mentioned that I was going to be interviewing them, and they said they were very impressed. So we'll get a key look look forward to that interview, but for now we'll stick to our list. So, um, Crystal, yes, of course. we also, the last one that we had in common, which is not the last one that we're going to talk about because I need to ask you about one more thing, but is Quasi Europe's African Dream, um, which I just interviewed Devin Quinn from Quasi Europe, who gave an amazing recap of her time in Africa. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, please do, because it will give you so much more insight into what we're talking about. Just hearing her talk about Africa just gave me, I've always wanted to go, but that just gave me that last push that was like, okay, this is something that I actually need to do and I need to do it soon, regardless of how it happens. Yeah. Well, I want to interview Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Yeah. Because that 1985 film, Out of Africa, that sort of like planted the seed in me, like, I've got to get here. They, it was such a romantic film and just the cinematography and it just seduced me. And it's, uh, and you know, I think that, you know, qu- this new ship, uh, cause you have ships operating in Africa, but this new ship done with this sort of French flair of quasi Europe, it's a gorgeous ship only carries 16 people. And, uh, you know, the overnights in a safari lodge, and it, it just sounds like a very, like traveler sort of romantic style experience. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the lodge is important to mention as well, because you do have a couple days there and then you go to Chobe National Park and, you know, a safari, I think, is something that's on a lot of people's bucket list, not just ours. Um, but then you also have like a hike to Victoria Falls and you get to cruise. You're really not cruising on a river. You're cruising on a big lake. Lakes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but you get to see so much wildlife and it's just, it's like Devin was saying that they would see these birds and just all of these magnificent things and they would get off and go on boat tours in the lakes and it just sounded really like a magical experience. Yeah, it does. It does. So there's one that, you know, the last one uh, that, that we did not have in common. Oh, well, well, you have one more that you can talk about. But there is one more that yeah. we do have in common, but it wasn't included on your list. That was the barge cruise. <laughs> that is the barge cruise. Yeah. So I want you to just kind of tell me, you've been doing this for the past couple of years, and I... I did mention in the last part of my article that I did want to do the barge cruise. And that does go back again to talking to Devin a little bit about the canal cruises that quasi Europe offers. Um, but you charter your own barge and, and host it yourself. And mm-hmm. what exactly I want to know about the involvement that you have in it, um, in planning and, you know, I'm not quite sure actually what all you do in preparation. Yeah. 
Um, but then yeah. also about the experience. Well, I remember my first one. Somebody said, hey, you reach so many people with your website. You should, you know, you should like charter a cruise and host it. And I thought and I said, oh, that's a great idea. Then they told me how much it cost. And I said, what? And I, you know, I did the math, ran the numbers and all and said, OK, well, this sounds like something I'd like to take a chance with because I really love small ship cruising. And this is. The smallest of small ship cruising you can do. The quasi-Europe barges carry 22 people per barge, and they explore one of my favorite regions in the world, and that is just the the back country of France. I mean, you of course, there are a few cruises where you leave from Paris, but mostly you're exploring this sort of beautiful countryside. So my role, and I've been, I mean, these, these this is my, I think, fifth year of doing it. I'm already 2019 sold out. I've got three barges in 2020. They are selling out already a year and a half advance. It's because they're so good. I've got one couple who has, they've repeated all but one cruise with me so far on these barges. I don't know whether you call them barge, barge trips or cruise trips. Uh, but my role is just sort of to be the host. I'm just there sort of making sure everybody's happy, which usually involves pouring them a glass of champagne. And, um, it's, it, you know, I make sure that, um, that we're doing what uh, people want to do. Uh, uh, last year or the year before, uh, people felt like we weren't walking quite enough. So I talked to the captain and to the cruise director and I said, we need to walk. So they, uh, they made that happen for us and it ended up being one of our best days. We walked along the banks of the Petit Seine river and, uh, so my job is just to make sure that everybody has a great time. And d so quasi Europe is do like outlines all the food and itineraries and everything. Oh yeah. And okay. they do such a great job. The, um, so they do, they, they do the shore excursions and sometimes we build on a pre or post, which means that we do something before maybe many days before or many days after the cruise, it could be a three day post or three day pre and we just explore another region of France getting to the barge. Um, but yeah, Quasi Europe handles all the excursions. They have the what's called the hotel staff on the ship, and they are excellent. It's usually about five or six of them. Uh, the chefs are incredible. The food is fresh, and the wines are so good, and the cheeses. And although, you know, you don't come off those ships feeling like you're stuffed because it's all freshly prepared food. They can cater to any sort of dietary style, you know, uh, vegetarian or, you know, whatever, whatever you may need. And I mean, it's just sounds like a, like a great experience just in general. Those ships are really pretty too. <laughs> like they are they're, and they're named after, yeah, named after the family. And, you know, to me, um, expedition cruising and barge cruising they are the pinnacle experiences on the waters yeah and you you speak so highly of the experience too but it's definitely something that i would like to do and hopefully we'll have the opportunity and you all can have the opportunity too um yeah. not to make this sound like an advertisement because to be quite honest you didn't even know i was going to ask you about that when i asked you on the podcast but you are running a promotion right now yeah, one thing I'll say about the sites is we never want to come across as we're advertising. We want to come across as we are, you know, the uh, consumer advocate. So, and sometimes cruise lines aren't happy with what we say or do, but uh, our our role as a, as a journalist who went to school at Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and you in Greensboro, you know, we're sort of bound by these 
these ethics, yeah, we have biases, of course, and we do have sponsors for the site. I'm very transparent about, about all that. But our main role is to – we're not advertising. We, we want to, to do what is the best for our readers. But that being said, what is the promotion? Well, the promotion's dead. I've, oh. I, after, after, you know, yeah. So I sent out mass emails and uh, it ends at midnight on the night of this recording. So when people hear this, that promotion will be over. I thought we had 36 hours left. Sorry, I won't include that then. Yeah, but you can leave it if you want to, because, you know, I may do another one. It will be less, but I would say act quickly because these things are selling. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, and then there's one last one, just because we've touched on what we had. Actually, there are two more. If you want to stay yeah. with me while I talk about my last one, because you've done this cruise and so maybe you have some insight and then um i would love for you to talk about your viking cruise mm -hmm. so um last on my list was a cruise on avalon which was a central european experience and it sails uh, from prague to paris so it really the reason that i chose this specific itinerary unlike you did which ships you would like to sail i did which itineraries um so i was a little bit more specific but I chose this itinerary because I would really like to see more of Europe. I've been to Europe a lot, um, spent a lot of time in, in Northern Europe, um, in Scandinavia specifically. Uh, but I haven't done some of the, like, I, I don't know, main countries almost. So I, that's why I chose this itinerary. But I know that you had a really good experience on Avalon with a painting class. And I just wanted you to talk about that for a second and maybe mm -hmm. just the trip in general. Yeah, well, you know, I did the uh, I didn't start in Prague, but we started in Amsterdam and we cruised to Paris. Basically, you can't really cruise to Paris from Amsterdam, but we cruised to uh, to, to near Luxembourg and then we transferred by TGB train to Paris. Uh, the, yeah, the, the painting experience, that painting is, I have an Airbnb in the upstairs of my house and that painting is up there. Uh, but probably, so this was Van Gogh's, uh, sunflowers is what I painted. I have no painting skill whatsoever, but I actually, uh, through this learning experience, I actually came out with a, a pretty decent, you know, painting. And I think the greatest testimony to that was... My mother came to see me. She's 82 years old and she saw the painting and she was just like she was just blown away by it and she didn't know that I'd done it. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I feel like I did a pretty good job. I'm kind of proud of it. It was a great experience. I'm glad that, you know, Avalon is uh, on that trip. They they did sort of broaden my, you know, my thoughts of what I could do. Yeah, it's uh I really enjoyed it. And, you know, that's something that in the interview with Pam Hoffey I talked about and in, in the interview with Walter as well, um, is that you on Avalon, you have this Avalon choice program, which allows for three different types of excursions, active discovery and classic. And classic is going to be more on like history and sites, which is more what you get from a traditional river cruise experience, which is why it's called classic, obviously. Um, but then you also have the discovery excursions, which would be like what my dad went on with the painting. They do cooking classes and things like that as well. And then active excursions, of course, are going to be activities. So kayaking, biking, things like that. Um, and 
you know, Walter Littlejohn said something that we want to provide experiences not only for different types of people. And he was speaking to Crystal. Mm-hmm. And he said, but we also want to provide different experiences for the same person. Right. And I think that that's something that you could apply to this as well is that you do have those different types of programs, but it's you love to bike and you also went to this painting class. So being able to have the option of what to do every day and maybe not be doing the same thing for, you know, an eight or 10 day cruise um, is is good. And it forces you to branch out it, or excuse me i don't want to say forces it encourages you to branch out because you don't have to branch out if you don't want to but you have that option yeah so and what about the product of avalon i know that one thing that people really like are the beds like anyone that i talk to about avalon talk about how the beds face the window and that's like the best thing for them well i do i do call that uh, for me I coined that Europe in HD, which I mean, high definition television, because, yep, the beds face the window. And it is a, the window goes from, and this is not in all staterooms. This is just in this uh, this special category of staterooms, but there are lots of those. Uh, so the window spans the entire wall. So, I mean, it'd be easy for other cruise lines to implement that, I think, but Avalon has done it and they've executed it very well. And I have a picture that I'm looking at right now where it says Europe HD on Avalon Waterways. We are cruising down the Rhine River. I am sitting in my bed. I can see uh, I can see this beautiful landscape outside. And it's just you just kind of sit there and just watch Europe pass by you. It's, it's wonderful. And they are actually switching to an all suite fleet. So all of the rooms will have that. Mm hmm. Um, okay, and then lastly on the list is is one of yours, and that was a uh, Viking longship. Yeah, yeah. So I've done the Viking longship before, and I, I you know, I really, I think it's a beautiful fleet. You know, of course, uh, I was in Sweden for quite a while, and I do like this sort of Scandia- Scandinavian ethos on the ship. It, it's uh, the uh, just, you know, Torsten Hagen, who was the chairman of the line, is Norwegian. So you have this very Nordic sort of flavor on the ship. So I love that. And I um, also love their ocean ships. I think their ocean ships are definitely among the best ships at sea. And it's interesting. I just had a lecturer write me. Um, I won't mention his name because he might get in trouble with other cruise lines. He has lectured on Regent, Silver Sea, Seaborne, Ponant. And now he is on Viking for the first time. And he says, wow. He says, you were right, Ralph about an article I wrote. It's called Seven Reasons Why Viking Sea May Just Be the Best Ship Sailing and One Reason Why It's Not. The reason why it was not is because it had a sister ship. (laughs) But um, yeah, they're absolutely beautiful. And so what I chose uh, for the last of my four cruises was was something that's unusual. It was a river cruise and ocean cruise combination. So it combined a Viking longship cruise from Budapest to Bergen, between Budapest and Bergen. So you're on the river cruise from Budapest to Amsterdam, and then you're on the Viking Ocean cruise from Amsterdam to Bergen. And to me, and it was it was sold out. <laughs> so they, they're offering it again in 2020, but it's from Basel. Uh, so you do only the Rhine River. It's a shorter river cruise uh, to Bergen. But I think that would be just a lovely combination. And there's so much continuity between the ocean and the river. Like, for example, the, um, 
you're walking down the main stairwell on the Viking longships. It's a small thing, but it's just it's it's a really not it just shows that you have a lot of nice touches. There's a leather hand railing. And it's the same thing on the ocean ship. So you feel almost right at home that they're wearing the staff's wearing the same uniforms and and by the way, they have the best Florentine steak that I've ever had in my life. Uh, and that is at a restaurant on Viking ocean ships called Manfredi's. And it was named in honor of the uh, chairman of Silver Sea Cruises, Manfredi Lafab. He's good buddies with Torsten Hagen. And if you go to a Silver Sea ship like Silver Cloud that I was just on, you'll also see uh, uh, Tours, Tours Lounge up there too. So anyway, just great ships and uh, two great cruise lines there. But this combination of Viking Longship and Viking Ocean is one that I would love to do. And if you are following along on our ocean cruise site as well, um, can we give that spoiler? Dad did an article that's uh, six cruises I would like to do and one that I would not in Alaska. (laughs) And the one that he didn't want to do was the Viking Alaska cruise, but that's only because they have a world cruise. Yeah, that was one days. That was called clickbait, you know, because I really did want to do Viking in Alaska, but I want to get on in Auckland, New Zealand, and cruise for ninety three days to Vancouver, and they spend about ten days in Alaska. So, yeah. So yeah, just that is just a testament to how much you like the product, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me, Dad. I appreciate it. You always yeah, make, it was fun. you always put me at ease, make this a little bit easier. Just kidding. Aww, I love nice <laughs> I love doing this. Um, but we'll have you back on soon because everyone always seems to like it when you're here. Well, they like it when you're there too. So thank thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope to see you all again next week. And as always, have a great week. Bye. Bye.